We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is April 15th, it's 2019, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined, as always, on Monday by Will, Chief Justice 06. Before I let you talk, I just want to say thank you to you and Grant for filling in on for me on Friday. Uh, Much appreciated, my friend. I hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was a good weekend, and you know, I, uh, I know, I didn't tell everybody. I know I told you that my uh, wife's uncle passed away. So we had the funeral this Saturday, and um, you know, that's pretty much how, how my weekend went. You know, did uh, went there and supported her and the family, and got back, and then it was time for crunch time. So um, that was my weekend, and you know, it, it's been fine. I think my wife needed to get out of the house, so she went on a little girl date with her best friend on Saturday, and and that was good, and I was here with the girl. So uh, all in all, man, great day, great day. Well, like I've already told you, um, thoughts and prayers to your entire family, you know, but it, it just you're a trooper, man. Like, no days off, um, funeral, then crunch time, so – um, I'm sure everybody here at RG appreciates what you do each and every day. I know I appreciate working with you. So um, let's get into this slate nine games. I'm actually excited to talk some baseball. Like no NASCAR this week because of Easter weekend. I get a whole weekend off. I am. I, my wife has, I think, every second of every minute planned for the weekend. Um, so I actually don't get like any time on the weekend. But um, it's gonna be nice not really having to work. But. You guys haven't already make sure you check out our sponsor it's fantasydraft.com they got a ton of stuff going on at fantasy draft right now if you haven't already make sure you sign up to the rotor grinders links that way you get access to any cool promos that we run with fantasy draft they got their mlb stuff up ten thousand dollar 
home run if you're sick of playing against people with 150 entries you can only enter that tournament 13 times so really like that entry size and um certainly play that tournament each and every night they got a little bit of small nba um the two game slate for tonight today's slate i think it's brooklyn and philly and the clippers and golden state so if you want to get on that they got nhl stuff um so a bunch of bunch of um playoff stuff going on we got mlb stuff going on so you haven't checked them out make sure you give them a look all right well we got a lot to talk about here um we get started with the mets and philadelphia we got noah Syndergaard against aaron nola um two really good pitchers facing off against each other here you know a couple things to kind of be concerned with we have a lot of wind we're gonna have to kind of see what kevin ross has to say about the wind in the morning um but this should be a pretty low total um what are we looking at here with Syndergaard? well i mean Everything I'm looking at suggests that, you know, everything's fine with Syndergaard. So I, I, I think that he's playable for sure. I, I don't like the spot, um, but like I said, everything suggests he's playable. You know, I don't I don't see anything that's out of whack. I mean, obviously we know he's, you know, coming off an injury this year, but I mean, the ground ball rate's there right now for the season. I mean, the, the exit velocity is there, which I like. I mean, X velocity at 84 miles per hour right now on average. And I, I don't the pitch counts there and, and I don't see any, you know, anything really dipping in the velocity. Velocity is actually up almost a half mile per hour. So I think I think eventually we're gonna see it and you know one of those, you know, eight to ten strikeout games. And uh, you know, I, I think we can maybe try to get ahead of the field. Um I, I maybe he won't get as much ownership today because of the matchup with Philly. Like I said, I don't like the spot as much and we, we do have to watch for the weather, but uh, but he's still, you know, everything looks good. I think the only problem is we've got Trevor Bauer four hundred dollars more, um, and, and I think that's going to be the problem, which probably which means that he's going to be a great player in tournaments. Yeah, Bauer tough matchup too against you know one of the hottest offenses in baseball. So you know we'll talk about that when we get there. But when we look at this spot uh, for Syndergaard, you know, obviously it's a tough matchup. Like Philly went out, they got Harper, they got McCutcheon. This lineup got a lot better in the offseason. So Gene Segura, you know, Real Muto, like there's not a weak spot in the top five. So, yes, Syndergaard has upside here. Um, but in cash games, I, I think there's other ways that I would lean. But I will say, like, it's not like we have a lot of lock and load options on, on today's slate um, up at the top as far as, like, safe options go Aaron Nola on the other side of this game I like Nola when I can play him against right-handed heavy teams and I think I might fade him today because I know they're likely going to have four guys four lefties Nimmo Cano Conforto and McNeil that might be enough for me to stay away. Um, and just the, the 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 start of the season for Nola, just he just doesn't look good. Um, and until I see like Nola come out and like have that like slam dunk game, I think he's going to be a guy I'm going to be very careful with. Yeah, and, and and don't forget about Dwight Smith too. If they happen to try to throw him in the mix, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I see the, the thing about Nola. He's another one, you know, where things don't look out of way. Now he 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 does have a, a slight dip in velocity, but I, I'm not as concerned about that. Uh, but yeah, he he hasn't looked as, as good this year, and 
Uh, the Mets have been playing well overall so far. They're leading the NL East, and um, so I don't. I just don't. I just don't think it's a spot now. The price is starting to come down. You know, on both sides, he's ninety six hundred on DK, and then on FanDuel, he's ninety three hundred. I I think if he has another bad start, we might see him sub eight K. I mean, sub nine K, and and that might be the time to pounce, especially if he. I, I haven't looked at the next series, but if he's going to get a team like Miami or Detroit, or which I don't think he'd be playing Detroit right now, but uh, if we catch him in a in a match up with a bad team i think that's going to be the time to play him uh i don't i don't think right now is the time now i'm going to side with you on this one i, I don't think i'll play aaron nola today well like the biggest thing for me with aaron nola like he has an elite curveball but the walk rate is concerning and he's allowed five home runs in the last two games to washington and you know he faced the same team twice Yada, yada, yada. It's just I'm a little concerned, and it's not like this Mets offense is bad. Um, they're they're not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the ISO numbers are there for these guys, too. I mean, the top four in this lineup, you know, projected, which has been pretty much about the same, which I know Alonzo's a righty, but he's been raking. Uh, I mean, all these guys are above 200 right now on the season, um, which – I mean, any of these guys can send it out of the park. I mean, even if you compare it to last year, uh, we don't really have anything on Alonzo, but Cano, Conforto, those guys were close to 200, and Nemo was above 200 already. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think this is the spot. All right, let's talk Mets offense. Um, anything really standing out to you here for the Mets on nine-game slate? Well, as much as I don't want to play – Nola, you think I maybe want to play some Mets? I I don't know if I want to stack the Mets, and, and maybe maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's something I need to think about. If if the wind is blowing out, I I think I'll probably be first of all I'll probably be all over this game. But specifically, like you said, the Mets lefties. I mean, Cano is thirty five hundred on DK. I mean, that's just crazy affordable. Uh, you know. I think you'll just need to play him at that price. Uh, you know, you'll get McNeil at 39. Uh, you know, Conforto's up there. But, you know, th- there aren't really any any other expensive mess. Nemo's 3,600. This would be an affordable team to stack. So, um, I-, I think the lefties are for sure in play. I, I can't lie. I'm-, I'm certainly looking at this stack. Like, Nola- Nola's start to the season is concerning – Depending on what we're looking at, wind here, like wind wise, weather wise, like this is a good ballpark for hitters, and like you can get home runs in this ballpark. So, oh, yeah, um, gonna be paying attention to what Kevin Roth has to say, and you know, really attacking, you know, Nimmo, Alonzo, Cano, those guys that hit those a lot of fly balls with a lot of power. Um, and then like Conforto, obviously, if I'm gonna stack those three, I'm gonna put Conforto in there. Um, let's talk Philly, you know, Syndergaard, a little more hesitant on the Philadelphia side batters wise than I am on the Mets side. Um, is there anything that we want to attack here against Syndergaard? No, I, I don't really have anything, man. Um, but I will say this, if the wind's blowing out at an astronomical level, we just, it's not Wrigley, but I, I just think in these situations, 
if you're rolling out multiple teams, which I think we, we both may be rolling out multiple teams, and that doesn't mean rolling out 100, but, you know, four to five teams, I think a stack of this game is just going to be viable if the weather is, you know, in, in the position that we think it could be. Just stack both sides because if, if, if the ball's sailing, you know, routine fly balls can become home runs real quick. And I will say, like, when I'm looking at when I'm looking at you know pitching or picking people up against like a Syndergaard, like I always look at ball batted ball profiles and like you know obviously like you want to look at like how they perform on on fast fastballs ninety six plus. Um, I, I think you could dip down to ninety four to ninety six two to kind of look and see what you're looking at, but nothing like screaming at me outside of Hoskins and Hoskins just hits everything, so I'm not like super concerned with that but like it just when you're when you're looking at the batted ball profile it makes me even like you know Syndergaard a little bit more than I initially had um because like even against changeups like there's nobody that's like super standing out to me and that's what he uses a lot of he uses a lot of the fastball changeup combo um so uses his slider against the righties that's why he's a lot better against righties than he is against lefties but you know just you know a little bit into my research um Moving on here, Will, we got Chicago at Miami. Take it on the Miami Marlins. You Darvish against Trevor Richards. Um, any interest here in you Darvish? Uh, no, I just <sighs> so I, I don't know, man. And that's the thing with you, too. Like with you, I'm looking at these numbers underneath the surface, and nothing looks like it's wrong with them. But then you go and watch him pitch, and something's definitely wrong. So I'm not sure if it's a mechanics issue. Like I said, I didn't pitch. Uh, I, I played second shortstop, so I, I just, I, I'm not sure what's going on with him, to be honest, because everything I'm looking at suggests he should be having dominating performances. But then he goes out there and looks like Boo Boo the Fool. So I, I, I don't know. I, bottom line is I can't even play you Darvish against Miami right now. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would say so. I will say like Pittsburgh was his best start. He had a four um, four point six three xFIP in that game. His first two games it was ridiculously high, um, but his BABIP in the Pittsburgh game was uh, two fourteen. So he even ran really good in that game. So for me right now, like everything's suggesting that like something's wrong. Um, I I don't see. I, I'm with you. I don't see the underlying numbers of what's wrong. Um, I will say he didn't walk anybody against Pittsburgh the other game. Um, and, you know, obviously that's a pointing in the right direction kind of thing. But the fact is here, he's 7,800 um, and we can't really trust him right now. I could understand if you're running like 100 teams, getting a little exposure to Darvish because he is facing the Marlins in Miami. It's a, it's a really good, really good, potentially good spot. Um but if he starts to become chalk like he was last time out against Pittsburgh when the wind was blowing in in Chicago, it, it's an easy fade for me again. Um, and I faded him last time. And until he, like, goes out and, like, has that, like, monster game, I'm perfectly fine. But, you know, just kind of looking at, like, his whiff numbers and stuff like that, like, something's going on. I don't know if he's just not getting as much movement on some of the pitches like he was before uh, because of the injuries. But I don't know. Um, the other side of this game, you know, obviously we got Trevor Richards here. I don't really have any interest in Richards. Um, do you have any interest here in Richards? No, not at all. But I, I think Richards is a guy that may get a little bit of traction because, you know, 
he's been pitching okay, but I think every I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I don't like Trevor Richards. I feel like he's more of a a fraud, and uh, I, I'm I'll be attacking Richards all the time. I'm definitely not playing him. So I will say this. Okay, so you know, anytime you you start to see numbers kind of you know be be different um, with with pitchers, and, and you know, I talked about this a lot last year with Wade Miley, and I, I've referenced it a few times, but. So, like, Trevor Richards. All of a sudden, Trevor Richards is pitching pretty decent. And when you start to dig into it, and I already did this, um, that's why I kind of already know where I'm at with Trevor Richards. But, like, when you're looking at it, the guy has increased his changeup usage almost 15% and decreased his fastball. His fastball is his worst pitch. He, nobody misses his fastball. It's a straight fastball. It's 91 miles an hour. But he, he's using this changeup a lot more. And I don't know if it's because Ryomuto's not catching or if it's a new you know, pitching coach or whatever it is. Three starts in the season, this dude is using his changeup a ton. Now, can we trust that? It's three starts. It's a small sample. I don't want to sit up here and say, like, oh, we need to instantly play Trevor Richards. But the fact that he's mixing in the curveball a little bit, not throwing his fastball as much, 53% last season, 41% this season. That is why in the first three starts, he's had decent success. Um, I will say power numbers wise, there's not a lot of power numbers against changeups for the Cubs. I probably won't play Richards here, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Richards has another good game if he continues to commit to using this changeup as much as he has to start the season. Yeah, listen, I'm with you, man. I just, you know, for me, I think, I think where, where I feel like I find some of my edges in MLB is I go ahead and start adjusting to this season's numbers after two or three starts. And that way I can kind of try to get ahead. But one of the things that I always use, no matter what, after the first and second start is I start looking at, the exit velocity and, and the fly ball, just kind of seeing what's really going on because uh, I, I, that just helps me kind of make better decisions about guys, whether a start was bad or good. When I can see stuff like that, and right now with Richards, I'm still seeing the same thing I saw last year, even with the even with the increased uh, uh, changeup. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm all over targeting him right now um, I'm just I, I'm I'm not afraid to pick on them. The fly ball rates up, the hard hit rates up, uh, the exit velocity is up. So I'm I'm just I think I'm just going to be targeting him from here on out. Uh, that, that doesn't mean it's going to be on this slate with the Cubs. I like some other teams better, but he's just a guy that's on my radar that I think is is going to have a blow up real soon. Fair enough. Let's talk bats here. We'll start with the Cubs. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Chicago Cubs? Well, I mean, I, I, for me, I, I, my favorite Cub is always uh, a Rizzo. Um, I, I feel like Rizzo is a is a Joey Votto on steroids, and, and what I mean by that is he's a he's a patient hitter. He's not going to strike out a lot, uh, but he's going to put a lot more balls in play. And so Rizzo is always a guy that that I like to play. You know, lefty, 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 right. It really doesn't matter. He, he's one of my favorite Cubs hitters. Uh, obviously, Javi Baez is your your upside play of the day. Uh, you know, it's either a strikeout or a home run, and that's a little bit extreme. But the bottom line is the guy just – he's got the power. He's, he's going to rake. Um, I, I like Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward looks good this year so far. Uh, we'll see what, 
what what becomes of, of what he's doing. But as of right now, I mean, he's been batting so well. Uh, looks like they may even, you know, haven't moved up in the lineup some. And those would kind of be the guys. I, I don't even know if I want a full stack, uh, but I think a little mini stack of, of, of Rizzo, Bias, Hayward, especially if they, they end up in that 3-4-5 scenario. I, I really like that a lot. You know, the impressive thing about Hayward and, you know, also the thing that kind of stinks about Hayward is, like, he has a 3% strikeout rate throughout the start of the season, but he's walking at almost a 20% clip. And while that is good because he's scoring points, um, walks do not usually get you there. Um, But I I, I do like Hayward here. I actually kind of like this little three-man right here, Baez, Hayward, Contreras. Um, I like that. You know, everybody – when everybody's stacking the Cubs, they like to stack Brian and Rizzo – and I like to be different. Um, so if I'm looking at maybe like a four man or a five man with another team, I could potentially use this like four, five, six for the Cubs just to you know utilize the where the power is coming from to start the season, and just to be different with my Cubs stack. I agree. I think Rizzo's a good play. I, I nothing disagreeing with what you're saying. I just when I'm looking at potentially stacking them, I just I think I want to be a little different. Um, and I also want to remember that this game is in Miami and the roof is probably going to be closed because we're supposed to have weather um, all week. So I-, I will say, like, that's another thing you got to kind of factor in here. So um, Miami bats, anything really standing out to you here? Uh, listen, nothing is standing out, but we, we can't figure out what's going on with you, Darvish. And I know I know this team is awful. But if we think something is really this bad, I mean, you still giving up runs. If we think he's this bad, then, then we've got to find a way to plug in a few a few Miami bats. I mean, I, I'm not saying we have to, but but I think it would be in our best interest to, to take a few of these guys. Uh, Neil Walker looks like he could be okay. Uh, our, our favorite cheap catcher today, Mr. Alfaro, uh, he looks like he could be okay, uh, although his price – well, yeah, he's thirty two hundred. We'll, we'll see if he plays, but, um, but yeah. So you know, he he looks like he could be okay. Um, Anderson hit finally hit a home run here over the weekend. He was the lone bright spot today against the Phillies. Um, and then Starling Castro is just still really cheap. hasn't hasn't shown us a lot of upside recently. But I think a mini stack or t- trying to take a couple of these guys and catch some upside if we think used you know, having problems. I think we need to look at a couple of them and maybe get a little mini stack on that side as well. I really think um, Austin Dean, if he cracks the lineup, is really interesting. Like, he- Man, ooh, he had a big day. I think it was Saturday or Friday. I can't remember which day it was. Now they're running together. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, he's he's kind of interesting to me. Um, really, really cheap. Uh, I'm pretty sure. He, I know he's cheap on FanDuel. Um I don't know on DK. I'm trying to let it come up here. He is well, hold on. 30, 30, He's 3,200 on um, DK as well. So he's really cheap on both sides. So if he cracks the lineup in that six or seven hole, um, I think he's an interesting one-off on top of, you know, Alfaro definitely is one of my favorite plays if he cracks the lineup. And I don't mind Neil Walker here. You know, he's showing a little bit of power to start the season. He's 3,300. You can play him at second base. I wouldn't use him in my first base um, slot, but I do like him here at second base at 3,300. We know he's going to likely bat third or fourth, and he's been a a guy that's been around. He's a veteran. He's starting to hit the ball well, um, so I don't mind Neil Walker here. Um, 
don't think I would stack the Marlins for what it's worth. I do think that with you walking guys, um, it always you know gives you a bunch of RBI potential. So I, if you were going to stack the Marlins, it'd probably be like a three-man, and it would be like Walker, Alfaro, Dean, and spread it out through the lineup. So if you do get some runners on, you know you have opportunities throughout that lineup is kind of what I would be looking at. That's my favorite. Speaking of that, theory-wise, uh, those are my favorite type stacks, man. Like, I don't try to physically make them every time, but I like 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 one three five seven, two four six eight, one two four six, you know, two three five seven. Like, I love stacks like that. You know, it breaks up the lineup. I, I'm with you 100. percent Moving on, St. Louis at Milwaukee, Dakota Hudson against Freddie Peralta. Um, any interest here in Dakota Hudson? No. That's yeah, kind of where I'm at, too. I don't really want to play him. Um, I talked bad about him in his first start, and he went out and had a pretty decent start. Um, but this is a spot that I'm probably going to stack Milwaukee. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Freddie Peralta, any interest here against Cardinals? No. I do like the fact that his price came down. Um, but as we saw in the first start of the season, like St. Louis matches up pretty well against him. Um, I, I always think Freddie Peralta has upside. The guy has good K stuff. Um, and on a slate where we have some decent K stuff as far as pitchers go, it's not like we're loaded um, with K stuff. So I think Freddie Peralta's okay if I'm playing – like if I'm playing five teams, which I probably play five teams on both sides, I don't know if I will end up playing him at that many teams. But I could certainly see why um, you would play him for sure. Uh, let's talk bats here. Let's start with St. Louis. Um, maybe some money on, on Sunday. They got that, you know, game going. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Cardinals? Well, I mean, man, listen, they were out there in Mexico, and what a great way for them to return home by going to Milwaukee, which is going to be similar hitting conditions. Uh, I, I know the elevation's not there. But the bottom line is they're going to be in a good hitter's part. Um, so I, I, I'm excited about this team again. Carpenter, Goldsmith, DeYoung, Ozuna, name it and claim it. Love those guys. Uh, Colton Wong, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's been playing really well this season. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that I'd love to get in, in my stack. This, this would be a scenario where I, I could run one of those one, three, five, seven stacks, and it would be completely off the board because no one wants to play Yachty, Yachty Molina. No one wants to play Colton Wong at the bottom. And it, it just be be so different, um, but but yeah, man, I, I I pretty much like this whole lineup. Maybe outside of Dexter Fowler, he's probably about the only guy I don't want to play. Uh, but but everybody else, I I think they're in play. Yeah, nothing really to add there. I do want to say Marcel Ozuna is a very streaky type of hitter. Oh, hit two um, today, hit two. <laughs> yeah, he had one on Friday, I think too. So <laughs> like he, you know, starting to get to the point where like he's a streaky home run hitter. He's a streaky hitter just in general. So like might want to jump on that. Matt Carpenter at 38 is really cheap in my opinion. Um, he's going to get it going. All the numbers suggest he's fine. Like he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball at 41% hard hit rates. Like a home run today. Like we're good. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to eventually get it turned around. So, you know, we've been waiting for Josh Donaldson to turn it around and he had home runs on Saturday and Sunday. So like, it's just these guys that are hitting the ball hard and hitting it right at people. They're going to eventually get it going. And um, I, I do like Carpenter to get it going here very, very soon. 
Um, the Milwaukee side of things, like one of my favorite stacks, if not my favorite stack on the entire slate. I love this stack. I'm going to absolutely load up on the Brewers here. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping, and it's really funny because the Brewers aren't usually a team that's, that's high owned, but I think they may be high owned today. And God, I'm going to have to look at ownership on them. Uh, maybe maybe a lot of the ownership can flow to, to this Texas game. If that's the case, great. Uh, I, I'll be all over the Brewers. Um, Christian Yelich, man, just – God, he's playing so well. I think you just have to play him. Uh, I, I don't mind Shaw and Mustakas. Shaw's getting cheap now because he's kind of underperforming to start the year. Uh, obviously, we'll want to play Yasmani here. I think he's going to get the start. Yasmani was even batting in the four or five hole. I'm not sure if it's because they he was out there in L.A. and and they wanted to, you know, let him beat up on his old team as many times as he could. But they moved him up a little bit, a couple starts. So we'll see. Maybe if he moves up to that four or five spot, um, which that'll that'll make the ownership a lot higher. But he's still a guy I like whether he's in the seven hole or the three hole or the four hole. He's a guy I will have exposure to for sure. Love this team up and down. So I just want to point this out. Like Mike Moustakis, you know, it's a smaller sample, but he has a 368 ISO with a 423 Woba to start the season. He has a 231 Babbitt. He has a 50% hard hit rate. Like Mike Moustakis is hitting the ball really hard. And yep. it's just like his average exit velocity is one of the best in the in the baseball. Grandall's is like, I think, top five um, the last time I checked. So like don't be afraid to play Moose. Those are going to start falling, and when they do, you're going to start scoring a lot of points. So I love Moustakas here. I like the Yasmani Grandal call. I hate paying up a catcher. I, I, I say this all the time, but like he's certainly a guy that I would pay up for. Um, he's he's mashing the ball to start the season. So um, like the Brewers a lot. Not going to really talk bad about any of those guys. Toronto at Minnesota. We got Matt Shoemaker against Martin Perez. Uh, let's start with the Toronto side. Um, any interest here in Shoemaker? A little bit. Uh, you know, he's been pitching well this season, um, but he kind of he's this is who he is. He'll go through some some really nice stretches, and 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 then he'll go through some some kind of rough stretches. But I mean, as of right now for this season. You know, the K rate's there, the X trip is there, the ground ball rate is there. You know, when I'm dealing with a guy that I feel like could be inconsistent down the long run, you know, I love to see the ground ball rate, the exit velocity uh, somewhat down, the average distance hit down. Uh, th- these are the things I like to see when I'm going to take a guy like Shoemaker. So I think, you know, on DK, you know, I, I think the offenses are cheap enough today, or some of the offenses are cheap enough. I, I think you can get him in, and I, I'd much rather play him today, even though he's facing Minnesota. Uh, I think I'd much rather play him, you know, over over a guy like um, Peralta or Richards. I, I, I think I'd rather play him. I, I like him a lot today. Yeah, he's one of my favorite pitchers on this slate. Um, his his splitter is just it, – it's awesome to start the season. He has like a 47% whiff rate on it or something like that. It's insane. Um, so I, I, I really do like this spot for him. I think we've seen his upside when he's healthy. Um, what was the angels thinking? Like, I, you know, I, I, I get, I get that he's been like banged up and stuff, but like, I mean, the guy took a baseball to the head. What did they, oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> like, anyway. so like, I, I do like him. I, I think at 8k, um, I, I'm certainly considering him as my SP two in cash. I can't lie. Um, 
it's a tough it's not the easiest matchup in the world against minnesota i think that lineup is sneaky good um especially the top four of that lineup um but I, I do like this spot for him. I, I do think he's um, really, really interesting. And like I said, I, I really am considering um, playing him as my SP2. There's another guy um, that I'm actually considering for my SP2 as well, and we'll talk about him. But really, you know, kind of going to attack this, like, mid-range for my SP2 on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Um, any interest here in Martin Perez? No. Uh, Perez is usually a guy I target. If I if I had some data on Perez, I will say uh, I, I might have used him here. Toronto's, I mean, listen, and they've played a, a lot better recently, but overall, this team they've just been struggling. But I I, I can't play Martin Perez. He's a guy I, that I I never play, um, so I, I won't be playing him here. I mean, everything looks good to start the season so far. I, like I said, I wish I had a little bit more data on him, but um, I'm, I'm just I'm still not playing him. Yeah, he's going to be making his first start, so obviously I'm, I'm a little concerned about, you know, how deep he can go. But he's pitched 82 and 72 pitches out of the bullpen, this, you know, already right. this season. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm not – I don't think he goes, like, 110 pitches, but I wouldn't be shocked if he goes, like, 95. Um, the other thing that I kind of want to point out here is Martin Perez is just a massive ground ball guy. Um, so, like, when we're looking at this spot, like, we, we have to look at, like, how many – how much like ground balls does this team hit? And when we're looking at the Blue Jays, they hit a lot of ground balls. Um, so you know, even if we look back, at, you know, if we look back at last season, the you know, I think this is actually an interesting spot. I don't think I'll play him, but I do think like I could see Martin Perez just having like five or six clean innings here, um, maybe giving up one or two runs. I'm certainly not interested in stacking Toronto. Um, I think a lot of people are going to stack Toronto today. Um, no way. No I, I do. Way. You don't think so? Like, when you're looking at the stats, like, Martin Perez stinks against righties. They're going to have nine righties in the lineup against oh, him today. God. Oh, man. If 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 ever, if ever we're talking about stacking against Martin Perez today, it's going to be a good day. Uh, man, I – I, I didn't expect that Toronto's been so bad. That's that's why I didn't expect it. They haven't been playing great. They've been playing better recently. Better. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, yeah. Um, but yeah. they still aren't good. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I, I think people like to look at numbers, and when you look at numbers, Martin Perez had a four sixteen wOBA with a two oh one ISO against righties last season. He's not a strikeout guy. Um, he doesn't K anybody. His hard hit rate is insanely high. Um, I think people are gonna look at Toronto today. I got you. Yeah, I just that that one caught me off guard. I, hey, and, and not in a bad way. Like I, I don't agree. It just man, that, that's a shocker. But hey, if that's if that's if that's where the masses are going, then I, I think we'll be on the right track for sure. Um, any Toronto bats standing out to you here against Press? Uh, even if they were, I, I just. I'm just I'm, I'm just off of Toronto until I can see some consistency at the plate. So I'm just I'm just not playing him. Yeah, outside of like Grichik, um, like he's the one guy that I just trust in this lineup. I I could play Grichik anytime, um, and then I don't mind like if Jansen bats like fifth. You know he he's in that like four five six hole sometimes. Um, 
East cheap. He's a cheap catcher that bats towards the you know middle of the lineup. I don't ever mind. I don't even care the name. I don't care he's facing. If there's a catcher that's cheap batting fifth or sixth, like you can sign me up because I punt catcher more yeah. than anybody in the industry. So, oh yeah, um, I don't hate that at all. Don't hate that at all. <laughs> you know me and punting catchers. Um, any interest here in the Minnesota bats? No, I'm just I'm not going to target them today. I, I've got a lot of interest in, in, in Shoemaker. I, I think he has a good game here, um, especially if the weather's on his side. The weather's kind of been pretty cool in Minnesota here recently, so uh, I just I, I don't think I'm going to target him. I mean, there's some guys that look good. I like Kepler looks good. Polanco looks good. Cruz even against the righty, you know, looks good with the with the surface numbers, but. Um, you know, I just – you go and look at it like you talked about him throwing a splitter. No one, no one on this team is making good contact. No one. Everyone's under 70%. Most of this team is close to 60%. I mean, I, I just – I think Shoemaker's just – I think he's a phenomenal player today, so I'm, I'm not targeting him. The only the only way that, I, like, I, I target him is, like, if I build a hedge stack, and I do this from time to time. Like, if I – end up playing shoemaker in my like cash lineup as my sp2 which i'm kind of leaning that way right now so there's a good chance like in like a three dollar single entry or something or a five dollar single entry or a ten dollar single entry i usually do it in like the twelve dollar whatever that one is on dk i'll hedge against like a pitcher if i want to hedge against somebody and like that's where i might stack uh, minnesota but I'm kind of committed. I, I really like Schumacher. You know, he's healthy. He looks really good. So, um, moving on, Angels and Rangers, Trevor Cahill against Shelby Miller. Any interest here in Cahill? Man, I, I just don't think I can do it today. I, I do think I do think Cahill has some upside against the Rangers. As, as crazy as that sounds, I, I think he's got a little bit of upside because they strike out so much as a team um but i i don't i don't think i want to do it today i don't think i need them today but but if 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 you're interested in them I, like I, I don't hate i don't hate the play because I, I think he's got some upside even even out there in texas this team they just strike out man and he, he's got some strikeout stuff uh not walking guys this year which is which is just outstanding i mean 2.9 percent to begin the season uh, you know, the hard hit rate is reasonable. Uh, you know, the fly ball rate is at, at almost 50%. And I, I know that's not great in Texas. Um, obviously, the, the K rate is lower to lefties than it is to righties, which, which means that, you know, obviously go ahead and fire up a Joey Gallo home run. But but even Joey still strikes out a ton. So I, I think he's got some upside. I just don't think I need him. Yeah, like I don't think I will play Cahill here. Um, I really don't see a reason to. I get like at seventy one hundred when we're looking like him down, like he, he probably you know he's an interesting upside play. Um, I, I just don't see myself using him. I, I think there's too many lefties. I think the weather is going to be pretty pretty darn good. I think it's going to like be mid seventies, upper seventies to start this game, uh, which is probably going to be the best weather on the slate um, this time of year. So. Um, yeah, so that's kind of why I, I don't think I will end up with Cahill here. Um, Shelby Miller, there's zero chance that I play Shelby Miller. He, he, he was good at one point in his career, but they, they just rocked him in LA like last week. I think it was like uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And his, and his numbers to begin the season, man. And I'm talking about just the basic, 
XFIP, K rate, you know, walk rate, they're just awful. I mean, that, that's all I can say. I can't even. I mean, XFIP is at 9.3, the K rate is at 8.1, and the walk rate is at 21.6. Now, I know these numbers, the walk rate at least, will probably come down, and the K rate will probably come up a little bit, and maybe the XFIP will get down to probably, I would say, what do you say, maybe five and a half? Six. That's why. That's where I think it'll it'll be. Either way, those are still going to be bad. And and so I I love the Angels here, even with a team that looks watered down on paper. I, I still be willing to play them here against Miller out there in Texas. Let's talk Angels bats. Um, obviously we talked about the weather being good. Certainly a stack that should be pretty popular today. Trout's supposed to be back with the team here after he tested out the groin on Sunday. And when we're just looking at it, like. Trout's 5,600. He's expensive. He's always going to be one of the most expensive hitters on the slate, but like everybody else is 4K or lower. You can you can build a, a stack. These te- this team's going to be really popular in cash games. Um, and, and for good reason. Like, and I'm not saying that like, you know, sometimes the chalk is the right play, and like certainly gonna be a team that should score some runs here. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Um, you know, I I, obviously, Trout is the the number one play. Justin Bohr is, is finally priced up a little bit, but you know it's because he's starting to put together some some pretty okay fantasy performances. Uh, so he's a home run candidate. Obviously, Trout is a home run candidate. Uh, even Goodwin's priced up to four K. He's a guy I kind of like. He's a gadget guy. He can kind of do it all. I think if I'm building a stack, I don't do it without him as well. So you know they've got a few little pieces that they can throw in there. God, I wish Zach Cozart would wake up and, and, and be the Zach Cozart we know and love from, from Cincinnati. He's just not there right now. Uh, but as a result of that, the price just continues to be incredibly low. So, you know, m- maybe you get some exposure to him at 3,300 and uh, he can wake up against Shelby Miller. I think Miller can, can make a nice fantasy performance out of this whole team. Uh, the Texas side of things, um, you know, you already talked about the Gallo home run. I think you can add Chew in there. I like the lefties here. Um, I don't ever mind playing Andrus as well because shortstop is a position that, like, we're just not getting a ton of production out of um, to start the season. So I don't mind playing Andrus. He, he's a guy that's been really good to start the season. But I, I certainly, you know, want to make sure Gallo's okay. You know, I know he was sick Sunday. But – Texas uh certainly a team that I'm going to be attacking here. Yeah, man. I mean, you said it too. Mazar, Gallo. God, as Drew was striking out a lot this year, but he's also hitting a lot of home runs. It's 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 weird. So uh, as Drew, I, I think it's in play for sure. And then listen, they got my boy Danny Santana down there. May, may play, may play. Got my boy Danny Santana. So I don't mind him as well. Uh, he's a guy you know that I saw play in Minnesota. I saw I had to good fortune of being able to see him play in Atlanta a little bit last year. He's got a little bit of pop from time to time, so I, I don't mind him as well. Yeah, I think he plays. Um, I'm really – I'm glad Odor is uh, getting that injury taken care of because I've been playing him a lot and he's been striking out a lot. <laughs> um, Kansas City at Chicago taking on the White Sox. We got Heath Fillmeyer against Irvin Santana. Um, let's start with Heath Fillmeyer. Any interest here in him? No. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Irvin Santana, any interest? No. 
Yeah, so this is a game that is a... Man, so this game, I, I want to stack this entire game, right? Like, this is a game that, like, I have circled. I, I really like this game. little concerned about the weather. It's going to be really cold. Um, like, it's going to be in the 40s in this game. So, going to gonna be kind of paying attention to what um, Kevin Roth has to say. I know, like, if we think back to the Wrigley game on Sunday, you know, it got snowed out. Like, it's cold in Chicago right now. So, that's the only thing that kind of worries me a little bit here will um let's talk kansas city first obviously they're in a great spot here against urban santana yeah i i've got i've got the start time projected i mean the starting temperature of this game projected at 45 degrees that, that's where i'm at right now on the the projected temperature at the start time 45 degrees so it, it's definitely going to be going to be a bit chilly out there and um which will definitely cut down some of the run production. I mean, we just we, we just know this to be true in baseball. It's going to cut down on the run production. But, man, is this a good spot for both teams. Um, bottom line is I, I love both sides of this game, but I'm not sure if I – I think if I stack it, I'll just stack it because I know the pitchers are bad, not because I, I'm expecting a whole lot of run production. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think we get a lot of run production. I just don't know if we see as many home runs. Um, right, right. I think the run production could certainly be there just because of the two pitchers. Kansas City bullpen is taxed right now, and that bullpen's not good anyway. So, like, this is a spot. Like, I know Cleveland, um, you know, got to Kansas City quick on Sunday. So this is a spot like I this game circled for me, and the only concern, like I said, the only concern that I have is you know it being cold. But it's not like we have ideal like weather everywhere. It's still like we're we're still in the middle of April. Like when we start getting, you know, into May, we're gonna get those hotter days and the ball's gonna be jumping off the bat. But right now, like when you're looking at Kansas City, like Mondesi just has massive upside. Like, you know, if we think back to like just Sunday, like he, he stole second, stole third. You know, he turned a single in, in into almost a home run as far as fantasy points go just because of his speed so um and i think he scored so i think that's really close um math off the top of my head is what yeah it should be really close to a home run actually so like he has massive upside um i think solaire has upside he's gonna you know start getting it going alex gordon's off to a good start i'm just gonna keep playing o'hearn just because like he owes me a bunch of home runs so yeah uh, so yeah, like the like the Kansas City side, and you know I like the Chicago side. Um, obviously Moncada is off to a great start. You know Abreu always has upside. Um, you know after a really really slow start with a lot of strikeouts, um, Eloy uh, Jimenez is starting to look a lot better at the plate. But man, did he look awful to start the season or what? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't playing well. Uh, interesting fact, I was watching the Chicago White Sox and the Yankees game today. I physically witnessed with my own eyes Jose Abreu steal second and third. I was shocked. Not, not, that, I, not that I didn't think he could steal, but, uh, I mean, they were running all over the Yankees today. It, it was unreal. So, uh, needless to say, I, I, I like this team, man. Obviously, we know they're, they're boom or bust, but I, I think it'll be a lot more boom than bust. Um, I, I'm still a little bit concerned about the runs, but but obviously, like you said, I mean, the, the runs should still be there against these guys. I mean, Phil Meyer and 
and uh, and Santana, man, the, these numbers are through the roof on these guys. The distance, a- average distance right now, the, the exit velocity on both of them, it's up. I mean, it, it's up. So I, I'm really I'm, – I'm, and I, li- I think I like the Kansas City side a little bit more than Chicago, right off the top of, you know, everything I'm looking at. Sounds good. Um, moving on, Cleveland at Seattle, Trevor Bauer against uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Um, let's start with Bauer. Uh, obviously, he's a guy we want to play. Um, I don't know if I'm going to end up playing him. I can't lie. Like I, I'm, I'm all about respecting the Seattle lineup right now. Yeah, I, I had to play Verlander. I think it was yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday, just because there just weren't a lot of options. Today, we we definitely have a few more options. So I know we don't have to attack him, but. I do think Trevor Bowers got some of the highest upside on the slate uh, at the position, so I I, I think he, he's he's my my SP one right now. I know it's not the best spot for him. Um, I know he kind of had a rough outing the last outing, but I, I don't see anything that's uh, that that's out of whack here, outside of maybe just having a bad start. The velocity still intact. So I, I like him here. He's expensive, especially on FanDuel. Now, I, I will say this. You know, if, if you're going to try to plug in an expensive offense or, or try to do, get creative with the bats, you know, if you're thinking about playing Trout and a few guys, it, it's, it's going to test your ability to be able to play him, which is why I really think a guy like, like Shoemaker uh, on FanDuel is just still in play because of the massive discounts you get. Um but but on DK, I think I still think you can play them both and get some some quality offense. So I think I'm going to side with him at SP one. Yeah, you know the thing about Bowers last start against Detroit, he gave up ten hits in that game. Um, he had a 444 BABIP in that game. So you know balls in play being that high, you know over over three hundreds a lot, like over three fifties a lot is what I meant to say, like four forty. I know he gave him a couple home runs, and you can't like make up an excuse for that. But when you're giving up, when when you're getting getting you know the ball in, in play, and you you know you're getting that high of a BABIP, it, it's kind of tough. Like his xFIP is what was one of his best xFIPs of the season at three point four eight. So like nothing suggests like Bauer um, had a bad game just outside of you know things not going his way. Um, hey, he, hey, he he got babbled. Bottom line. <laughs> yep. Um, Kikuchi, any interest here? Hey, you say Kikuchi, I say Kakachi. I'm just kidding. That was just, that was <laughs> something I saw on Twitter. Something it made me laugh. Anyway, nah, nah, I don't have any interest, man. Um, I don't want to play him right now, and I, I don't think he's a bad pitcher. But I, I do think Seattle's trying to slowly bring him along, um, which I think is smart. He hasn't gone past 93 pitches. Um, you know, and I think I, I read something on them trying to not play him, you know, not, you know, play him too much or, or let him pitch too deep in most of these games just to get him adjusted to, uh, you know, our playing. And I can't remember if he's going to have like a, a long start and a short start. I can't remember. But either way, I just I, I don't want to play him in this spot here, um, even against Cleveland. I just, I just don't think I need him. He could dominate them in this game. Like this Cleveland lineup is is struggling. Like yeah. you know, out, outside of Martin and, and Martin's been hitting well, and like I stack Cleveland on Sunday, but against lefties, they're off to a really really slow start. And like Jose Ramirez 
telling you he's hurt. Uh, there's just nothing else explaining why he's just not hitting. Um, I actually don't mind Kikuchi. The only thing, like you said, that concerns me here is just pitch count. Like, they're trying to get him used to pitching on five days. Uh, I don't know if it's a thing, like, in Japan that they maybe throw on, like, seven days or something. So, I, I don't know. But, um, you know, if you look back at his first two starts, you know, he had much more than five days. So, I think, like, his upside here is probably, like, 15 to 18 if he gets the win. Um, and that's going to be tough against Bauer, obviously. So, there's a lot of risks when we're looking at him, and that you know that's kind of why I was saying like Matt Schumacher is probably going to be my SP two in cash, but like I I will have Kikuchi on probably at least one of my five teams on DK now on Fanduel it makes a lot of sense not to play him um, just because that one pitcher site you know we're going to be able to get a Bauer in there we're going to be able to get a Schumacher in there we're going to be able to get some of these other guys in there so like we don't need to go there on FanDuel um, as much as it it makes a lot of sense on DK to potentially take the risk for 15 to 17 points um Cleveland bats will I'll be honest like I, I want nothing to do with this Cleveland offense against a left-handed pitcher um, and that's why I have a little interest in Kikuchi yeah man uh, I haven't been playing Cleveland all year. I, I think I had to play them on one slate because it was like a, a three or four game slate. And I, I I needed to play at least one of them. I think I ended up playing Leonis Martin because he was like 2,800 on FanDuel that day. and It just made everything work out. That tells you I, I had to find a way to plug in one Cleveland guy to make something work. That was the only reason I played them. And today I don't have to play them at all. Uh, so this is really funny. And, you know, these are things when I look at, I know it won't end like this at the end of the season. We hope. And, and you talked about the left-handed pitching thing, and I don't want to beat a dead horse. But right now they have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have six bats with under 100 ISO against left-handed pitching this year. And included in that six is Jose Ramirez. I think that's all we need to know about Cleveland. Will will they get it turned around? Probably so. But, you know, I think they're feeling the residuals of not having a Brantley, not having an E5 to help bolster this lineup and keep keep trying to turn it over. Uh, where is Greg Allen? Where You know, they're just they're just, the they're just awful hurt. right now. Hipness is hurt. Like, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, they're just they're awful. They can't – it's nothing they can do really until, until guys get back in, in the fold. Um, the other side of this game, any interest here in Seattle? No, I'm not, I'm not taking Seattle today. And I, I've been taking Seattle almost every day. I think you've been, I mean, you've probably been seeing my lineups, but I'm not going to take him today. Not against Bauer. I, I respect him too much. I think he's good. I think he's going to have a good start. So I'm, I'm going to let them sit on the sidelines today. Cincinnati, LA taking on the Dodgers, uh, Castillo against Kershaw. Kershaw making his 2019 debut here. Let's talk uh, Luis Castillo first. Um, any interest here in Castillo? <sighs> no, I can't do it, man. Not not, not against the Dodgers. Uh, no way, Jose. And maybe he goes out there and, and pitches a gem. Because, listen, things look really good under the surface right now, these last few starts for Castillo. The ground ball rate's at 61%. The hard hit rate's at 15%. The exit velocity is at 84 miles per hour, and the average distance hit is at 169. I mean, things look just outstanding 
for for Luis Castillo here. Uh, and, and really, you know, we probably should be playing him. I mean, you look at look at the numbers this year. I mean, it, the, the walks are up. I don't, I don't like the walks. But even on the season, the ground ball rate's at 62 and a half. Um, I mean, he, he looks exceptional, Stevie, exceptional. I still can't play him against the Dodgers. Just can't do it. I don't typically play pitchers against the Dodgers, but I'll have Luis Castillo on one of my five teams on both sites. Um, I also might have a Dodger stack as well on one of those five teams. So um, I, I the, the upside, like, right? Like, when we're looking at this slate overall, how many pitchers can put up 30 is what you need to ask yourself. And, yes, Bauer can put up 30. And, yes, Syndergaard can put up 30. Nola on a really good day can put up 30. But at least Luis Castillo can put up 30. Like, uh, the Dodgers are a really, really good offense. And I'm not going to talk bad about any, sing- any of these guys. They don't strike out a lot. They put the ball in play a lot. They walk a lot. They're very patient. But the guy has massive K stuff. You know, he mixes his three pitches really well. And I think I will have some exposure in tournaments just because I think he goes low-owned. Because I hate playing pitchers against the Dodgers because – you know what? I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to cut, but you sold me. You, you sold me live on the air. You, you have sold me. I mean, like I said, when I looked at the the numbers on him, I was really taken aback. I mean, when I I said, "Man, this guy's he's pitching really well this season." You know, the beginning, everything just looks great. I mean, man, and I think you sold me, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe I side with the, with the talent here, especially like you said in tournaments. Um. You sold me, man. I, I will have some Castillo as well. You I'm going to have a good – for what it's worth, I'm going to have a good mix of my five pitchers today. There's not, like, one guy that, like, stands out to me as, like, a, a must play. I'm going to have some Bauer. I'm going to have some Castillo. I'm going to have some Syndergaard. Like, uh, we haven't talked about Lucas C yet. Like, I'm going to have some exposure to these guys, Matt Shoemaker. So, like, I'm there's not, like, a must play for me today for what it's worth. I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there. Um – the other side of this game, dare you play Clayton Kershaw? I can't do it. Now, Now that I won't budge on. So if, if you can sing to the heavens, and I, I will not play Kershaw today. Now, I mean, there, there's no way he goes 90 pitches. I, 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 I think he's going to end at about 85 pitches. What do you think? Yeah, he threw – I just read the blurb. It was like 84 pitches – 81, I, I think, think it was. Yeah, so, like, he doesn't go over 90 here, I don't think. No, um, no way. No way. Yeah, like, uh, I just don't know if I can do it. Um, and, and, like, if he was 7,500 and we really had to think about it, like, I, I think hey. I would have to think about it. But, like, the thing that we have to remember here is this is not the same Clayton Kershaw we look back to his last five starts um, last season. He played Arizona at Arizona. He put up 18 and a half. He played San Francisco at San Francisco, put up 22. Played at um, Arizona, put up 40. Played at Washington, put up 10. Played at Miami, put up 12.7. So outside of that 40 game, he really hasn't shown that upside. And that was his highest total on the, the season. He had a 12 strikeout game. You want to guess how many double-digit strikeout games Kershaw had in 2018? Uh, I, I feel like I know this. I think it was one because most of them were in the four to 
seven range in most games. So it's probably one or two at the most. That Arizona game that he dominated um, was his only double-digit strikeout game of the season in 2018. So Kershaw's going to have to show me something before I start paying 9800 Yeah. Kershaw – one of the most generational talented pitchers that we've seen just a lot of injuries. And until I see him healthy out there dealing, I'm just not going to play him. That doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and stack Cincinnati for what it's worth. <laughs> um, any interest here in, in any Cincy bets? Uh, listen, I am not. I, so I'm not as into narrative baseball as I am to narrative. Everybody should have at least one Puig team. That, yeah, I just I'm gonna have to do it, man. The wild horse is gonna be out there jumping around. The tongue's gonna be out. I, he's gonna try to hit a home run, even if he can't. Like, he's gonna try to hit five home runs. Yeah, just you know, Matt Kemp's back with his low power this this year. Just anyway, I'm not I'm not playing Kemp, but. I, I do – this is terrible analysis, people, okay? But I, I like Puig for, for a narrative home run here. Yeah, that is not terrible analysis by any means. Like, you know, Puig has never been – he's be, you know he's always been better against righties, so obviously that's super concerning. But, like, if you've ever watched Puig play baseball, he plays with a ton of emotion. And, you know, I'm not a huge Puig fan. Uh, you know, some of the stuff he does, I'm not – like I'm an old school baseball fan, so like I hate some of the stuff that he's done in the past. But you also have to remember like how much of an emotional player he is. So he's 3600. I'm gonna have one team with him. Like let's just be honest. Um, I'll throw him in there as a one off. I'm not gonna sit out there and stack Cincinnati. Like I said, the other guy that makes a lot of sense here, if you want to take a shot, is Suarez. He's been good against left handed pitching throughout his whole entire career. He's the guy like that you really could play here. And I feel really confident um, even against a guy like Kershaw playing him here. He's only 3900 The price tag is very, very fair. Yeah, and you know, they do this to Suarez mostly all year. Like, he's probably one of the most underpriced, underrated third baseman in fantasy. Like, he just doesn't get ownership. Um, you know, we'll play Rendon. We'll play, you know, we'll play Chris Bryant, and we'll just leave Suarez on the shelf, and he'll just – Hit a home run every day for a month at 3,900, and people still won't play him. So I'm with you. I like Suarez's call. <sighs> Luis Castillo, like we said, he's off to an amazing start to the season. Um, we have to look back at last season 2018, 375 Woba, 241 ISO, 42% hard hit rate against lefties. Like, there's always that downside to playing Luis Castillo. And that's why I said, like, I will probably have him on a team. But I also am not opposed to stacking the Dodgers here. If you think about the Dodgers, it is a left-handed powerhouse. Um, so, <laughs> like, and if they get to him here, since he had to use their bullpen a lot, I know their bullpen's been really good to start the season, but they've had to use their bullpen a lot over the weekend. So, um, like, the Dodgers have some upside here, even though, like, the, the bullpen's been really good and Castillo's been really good. So, if you're running out multiple teams, I think the Dodger stack is certainly something that you look at. Yeah, yeah. He's been – the crazy thing about it is this season so far, notice we're talking about this season so far, he's really had some 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 nice success can lefties. Now, last season, obviously, it's way different. Um, but, but what I like and what I'm seeing is that a lot of these numbers are still intact. 
his lefty strikeout pitch is still the changeup. Uh, so he, he hasn't really changed anything. It's just he's probably got better mechanics. He's he's a he's a little bit more seasoned now. He's got got an extra year in the majors, and, and he's probably doing a few things differently. I mean, the walk rate is still up, which I don't like, but um, but but I, I still like him here. Um, you know, and like you said, th- things just look good. Not gonna. I, I don't think I'm gonna really target him too much outside of like you said, maybe a head stack, and maybe I won't even do that. Maybe I'll trust. What I'm seeing is just run him out naked and, uh, and and let the Dodgers sit on the shelf and just hope we're right about this thing. So here's the thing about the Dodgers. I know a lot about the Dodgers um, from last year and the year before. Like I stack the Dodgers a ton um, all the time because of their power. They're one of the best teams in baseball against fastballs. They they crush fastballs. They stink against changeups. So if he commits to throwing his changeup maybe a little bit more here, like he has really really high ups. Like we were saying, so. But if he if he throws fastballs against the Dodgers, they're gonna they're they just murder <laughs> fastballs. They they crush fastballs. So yeah. uh last game here, we got Colorado at San Diego. We got um Sensatella against Luke C. Um Sensatella, any interest here? No, I'm I'm not playing him first start. I'm just gonna let him sit on the shelf. Gonna let gonna leave him be. Yeah, I like the seventy four hundred dollar price tag, I can't lie. Um you know, I play Cahill over him right now. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's yeah, that's why I can't play him. I just worry about like they're saying like I'm just looking at his rehab start was three days ago. He pitched seventy pitches, so I don't expect him to go deep into this game, and that's I think is the biggest concern. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I know Luke KC burned me last time out against San Francisco. Oh man, he, he held me back for Woo! a few times. Gee whiz. Yeah. Um that was not good. And I, I still made I still made decent money that night. Like the bats, I got the bats right that night. Yeah. I will probably go right back to the well. Like when you think think of the Colorado team, they have a lot of lefties. Um, I guess not as many as with Dahl out and cargo gone. Blackman's still one of their best hitters. Aaron Otto and Story, um, obviously really good against lefties. But I don't mind going to Luke KC here in tournaments after getting burned by him last time and his price being 9K here. Yeah, I, I don't hate it, man. Um, I mean, the, the price is up there, and that's that's what I, I don't like about it. I don't think I'd play him over Shoemaker today. Uh I, I, I think I just have a group of guys that I like that I feel like are priced a little bit better. Um, and that's why I don't think I, I, I could play them. Um, now, on FanDuel, different story because I, I feel like he's priced right there with Castillo, right there with Shoemaker. They're, they're all kind of priced in that, you know, they're within 600 bucks of each other with those total three guys. So on, on FanDuel, I, I like them a lot better, especially because – um, if he can go six and get a quality start, not give up any runs, um, you know, I just think it's more advantageous to play him there. I, I don't like him as much on DK today. Yeah, um, certainly don't don't mind that at all. Um, Colorado side, anything standing out to you here? Not really, man. Um, they're just, you know, they're another team that's kind of riddled with injuries. I mean, Daniel Murphy's out. Uh, Dahl is out. It's just – they're just riddled with injuries, man. So I, I think I'm going to pass on on uh, on Colorado today. I don't, I don't see anything that I have to play. Nolan Arenado is 
like one of my favorite plays on the slate, even though I like Luke C. Luke C is a sinker guy. There's a sinker like 50% of the time to righties. Uh, it might even be a little bit more than that. I don't remember off the top of my head, and I already like moved off that screen. But um, Nolan Arenado, 103 balls in play against sinkers since the start of 2016. 482 Woba, um, CX Woba, and a 465 ISO. So, like, Nolan Arenado has a lot of upside in this spot. Um, finally got his first home run on Sunday. Maybe that's just – it's going to start coming. He's just too good of a hitter. Um, and then I don't mind story either. Like, a little two-man with those guys. Uh, those guys are just so good against lefties. And, like, we're getting a really good price on Trevor Story at 4,200 against the lefty and Nolan Arenado at 45. So, um, San Diego, any interest here in the San Diego bats? Uh, not, not really just, just because I don't, I don't think I need them. Um, and that, that's kind of the thing. I mean, they've been playing okay recently. Uh, Margo's back at the top of the lineup They you know, they got Manny, Mr. Machado out there, you know, who, who I think a lot of people think we should always get exposure to, uh, just because he's just for some reason he he's always low owned. He was low owned in, in Baltimore outside of certain situations. So I, I don't hate Manny, but um, I, I just think I, I don't think I need San Diego today. I, I like a lot of other teams better, so I'm going to pass on them as well. Yeah, the two guys that you can always really play, in my opinion, from San Diego that I are in play today as well is Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. Those are the two guys that I typically get my exposure to at San Diego. Will Myers in certain spots I, I will play. Um, and I don't care about like lefty-righty matchups when I'm thinking about this matchup because I do think we're going to get the bullpen quite, pretty quick here. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I do like, I, I, I mean, I, I do like the story call. And just shout out to Trevor, Trevor's story, man. I mean, we saw him, what, three years ago coming to the league, just lighting the world on fire, and, and maybe we saw him tail off a little bit. But the guy's just been playing well. I mean, he's, he's a good little player out there in Colorado. So hats off to him for just, you know, just being consistent. I like him as a player. All right, let's play the morning grind game. Like between Twitter, I haven't even told Will this, but between Twitter, I had some good responses. I want to add a fifth question. So I'm still looking for a fifth question, Twitter. If you have any ideas, hit me up, you know, at StevieTPFL. But I want it to be different than the four that your guys are about to hear. So, all right, Will, looking at pitching first, um, over or under 8K – so a cheaper pitcher on DraftKings fantasy draft, um, you know, you can kind of look at it as all as one, but over under eight K to get at least six strikeouts today. Who do you got? Um, my boy Cahill, man, I like him today. I'm, I'm taking Cahill. All right, I think I'm gonna take. Um, so I wanted it to be under eight K. I think the obvious answer here is Shoemaker at eight K, but I wanted it to be under eight K. So. Makes it a little bit tougher. Um, <laughs> I like the I like the Cahill call. Um, man, I think the next closest guy that could potentially get there is Kikuchi. Gotcha. Um, all right, we're gonna stick with pitcher here. Over eight K. Who's your guy? You're gonna fade over eight K today. Who's your Who's your pitcher? You're getting away from. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna go with the easy answer. I'm, I'm going to take Aaron Nola. I'm going to fade him. 
I'll save the easy answer for you because there's an easy answer, but I'm I'm going to take Aaron Nola even outside of that. I don't think I'll play him today. Yeah, Kershaw is the easy answer. I don't think anybody like that. That helped. That helped nobody. um, For what it's worth, the more I think about it, um, the more that I I think like Freddie Peralta is the guy that I'm probably going to stay away from. I could actually see myself using Trevor Richards on a team, but I don't see myself really using Freddie Peralta today. So the more I look at it, the more I think about it, the more I probably will stay away there. Um, All right, let's go to hitters here, Will. Um, We're going to go expensive first. A lot of people sent this one in, so I put it on there. It's not my favorite thing for what it's worth. Um, Over 4K, so anybody over 4K, any position – to hit a home run, who's your who's your guy that you're looking at? You know, at first look, the over 4K to homer today. Uh, give me Christian Yelich, man. All right. I like that one. That, that's that, you know, obviously that's one of my one of my favorites as well. Um, if you're paying up, I, I do think he's a guy you're looking at. Um, and there's a lot today. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to with with a guy that you know he only has a few home runs to start this season, but he's hitting the ball really well right now. So I'm gonna go Mankata. I figured that because Mankata was like my next choice, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that call. All right, sticking with batters. The last question here. The other one that we got a lot of. They want a cheap guy. They want a guy under 4K. They didn't want not a lot of home runs on this one. So a lot of people wanted more hits. So. Give me a guy under 4K that's going to get two hits on this slate. Oh, man. Just hits. Huh? Would you just just hits. They want, they want two hits down here at the bottom. Uh, all right. Gosh, man. See, you know what? So, so this guy can hit home runs, okay? And it's easy. I don't, but just he, he, he can also get on base, and, and he, he's a good hitter. Give me Matt Carpenter at 3,800, man. I, I know he, he's kind of a power guy, but I, I, I like I, I like Carpenter today at 38. I'm gonna take the chalk. Um, I don't like. I don't think he has a multi-hit game to start the season, so I don't even know if it's like the chalk answer. Um, I'm actually kind of looking for another person to you know change my mind here, but I'm scrolling through like. I should pick Puig. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually go pretty. I'm gonna go like way down and go really cheap here and say Tommy Lastella um, gets two hits today. Oh yeah, that's that's your boy. That's that's yeah, t- good old t- t- Tommy 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 Step. I was gonna take Cole Calhoun, my, my first initial answer, but um, you know, second base is is a position I'm probably going to be paying down at today. When you're just looking at overall, um, you know, I think there's a lot of good, cheap second basements today. Neil Walker was another guy that I considered against Darvish, but he might walk three times, so I couldn't take him. So, um, again, one a fifth question. Reach out to me on Twitter at StevieTPFL. Will always appreciate having you on the show. Um, we'll talk again later this week. I hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow.